In-game live wagering is something that is clearly growing. On in-game live, you're interacting with the hosts in real time, and the real-time data is changing constantly. With our edge analysis, it's only going to become a more vital part to the betting experience. Even if our hosts aren't talking about it at that time, you'll see odds constantly refreshing, and we're explaining why it's changing to help you, the better, see what we're seeing. I, I truly believe that the analysis and the data, it's going to be better, it's going to be more precise, and it gives us the ability to pivot so quickly. We're giving you close to 50 hours a week of in-game live. It is the perfect second screen experience to get the winning edge while you are watching live sports. I'm Greg Sussman, and if you want the winning edge, you need to be watching in-game live, only on SportsGrid. Pharrell. Everybody acts like the Lakers have won four championships in a row, like they're this vaunted team. The Lakers were terrible until they got Davis, and even LeBron was on that team that was terrible. Now they have a good team, but they won one title in a bubble, but everybody treats them like they've won four in a row. They are not as good as everybody thinks they are, and if they were, they wouldn't have finished seventh. The Sports Grid Network. The early line. Shane Bieber on the mound. A minus 178 number. You know, we see some of these big numbers. And it's either the Dodgers or it's the best pitchers in the world. Donnie, how often do you find yourself back in an ace like Bieber here today who's going against the Tigers? One thing the Indians do well here is they can stack right-handed batters, which they will do today against mm -hmm. Boyd. Not a bad look on Bieber with that high price in it, Kev. Weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Sports Grid Network. Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time across all sports grid platforms, as well as on the great, great sound waves of Sirius XM. My name's Matt. His name is Joe. We're breaking everything down you need to know in order to win some money on baseball. Joe Pizzapia, you're the author of the Black Book series. Let's go around the diamond and see what jumps out at you. Well, first of all, I enjoyed that Dr. Seuss opening for hour two where you got everything to rhyme like that. That was excellent. I love that. See, you're, you're so friend. great. You don't even realize you're doing these things. And it's so you're so money. You're so money and you don't even know it. That's why I love you. Yeah, let's talk about some big uh, some big news in Major League Baseball here. And let's start with, well, let's start with the Dodgers, one of the bigger teams in Major League Baseball. So Mookie Betts has been struggling, gets the rest day on Saturday. And look, you know, Mookie Betts has had some struggles in the past, especially when you take the big cog out of the order. <clears throat> David Ortiz, <laughs> Cody Bellinger. In the past, these things happen to Mookie Betts. This is not new. So Cody Bellinger coming back and being activated is huge for not just the Dodgers, but for Mookie Betts also. Go back and look in case you don't know what I'm talking about because the stats will bear it out. Now, the Dodgers will be fine. Mookie Betts will be fine. Hopefully, Cody Bellinger is healthy enough to now take the reins in that middle of the order again. The Phillies activated JT Real Muto off the IL. That is huge for the Phillies. Uh, certainly, they've had some ups and downs here. Certainly, up Zach Wheeler's been brilliant, but we all know Bryce Harper went to the IL earlier this week too. He was trying to avoid it. Uh, but we need to get him healthy again if you're the Phillies. You need to get Real Muto back on the field as they had. And, and you really need to be at full strength there because if you're going to compete in this Amer this National League East, it's a dogfight. And all these teams are very good, and you really got every night to kind of come bring your A game into these games because there's no night off. I mean, the Marlins do with that pitching. There's just no night off. And, you know, we saved this for hour two because I wanted to make sure that everybody was awake on all the coasts to watch this because this is the thing to talk about of all the injuries we've had this year matt striker we've had some wacky weird injuries we've had even video game injuries where people get hurt playing video games but none is as stupid and as ridiculous as zach plesak's injury this week who uh fractured his thumb aggressively taking off his shirt now i understand matt striker worked in the wrestling business for a very long time and I'm sure he aggressively did a lot of things, including probably ripping off a shirt aggressively at certain times of his life. But the non-displaced fracture that will not require surgery, thank goodness, but he's still going to miss a significant amount of time. 
I can't believe how dumb this is. And once again, dumb injuries happen, but this one is on a different level here with Plesak. And Plesak's already a guy, I think, that's had his issues, let's say. I mean, last year, breaking protocols, if everybody kind of remembers that, and got himself and Mike Clevenger in trouble, and then Clevenger got a ticket out of town. And, uh, well, Zach Plesak's still around. Zach Plesak's still doing dopey things that are hurting his team. And I got to imagine his teammates got to look around and be like, really, bro? You hurt yourself taking your shirt off? That has got to be one of the all-time dumbest things I've ever heard, seen, or experienced in Major League Baseball. And I've seen a lot of things. I'm a Mets fan. So that being said, <laughs> your thoughts on Mr. Thumpkin, a.k.a. Zach Plesak. Well, I actually, I, I have an affinity for Zach Plesak. I've done very well wagering on Zach Plesak. And uh, I'm a fan of it was his uncle, Dan Plesak. So here's the thing. Um, Plesak out. They brought Tristan McKenzie up, sent him back down. You're trying to find value somewhere else. For me, it's been about Aaron Savali on this rotation. I've said it before. He is the Jack Flaherty of the American League. And come fight me if you want to on that. That's fine with me. Joe mentioned I was a pro wrestler for 20 years. I get beat up all the time. But I will tell you this. <laughs> I have taken clothes off aggressively as well and injured myself, not to the extent of fracturing my thumb. But uh, since this is a PG show, I'll leave it at that. But yeah, it is a pretty wacky kind of thing to happen. But hopefully, please, Zach will be back on the mound and winning us a lot of money sooner rather than later. Yeah, I know Matt's being diplomatic trying to change the subject because he does a lot of stuff on MLB. <laughs> I can be the bad guy and say the things that everybody else is thinking. Matt, you're such a good person in saying that this is ridiculous and hilarious. I don't even know. Like, did he get his thumb in a button? Is he pulling the button off? Is he go, well, what's going on here? That you get so mad, you're just going to rip off your jersey and show the world how mad you are and now miss six weeks with a broken thumb where you can't pitch. It is ridiculous. It is absurd in a year full of absurd injuries. By the way, we had a little history yesterday, too. I don't know if you caught this. Josh Donaldson scores yes. the two millionth run in Major League Baseball. So how about that? I would have thought that number would have been crushed a long time ago. All 162 games were all these teams all these years. We've only gotten two million runs now in 2021. Doesn't that seem like, I don't know, kind of a, a lower number? Uh, yeah, I, you would imagine with all the home runs and all the runs and stuff. But I think that was something that was really cool, especially to the fact that it puts everything in perspective. And it really puts a bow on what baseball means to everyone. And there's a great saying, you and I may be from different places. You and I may have grown up in different ages and generations, but the bases will always remain 90 feet apart and we'll always have that. And I get chills just thinking about it, man. I love baseball. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. And, uh, you know, even if we're, you know, aggressively taking on, on taking or off putting our clothes on the or taking off the clothes. Yeah. Whatever, whatever we're doing, if you got to take that. And this is a, this is a public service announcement for all those kids out there. You strike out, don't go ripping off your Jersey. Don't go getting mad about things. Take a deep breath. There'll be another start, another game. That's what major league baseball is always about. That's what little league baseball is always about. So let this be oh a, a lesson to everybody out there. You know, that, that aggressively removing your clothing can be a very, very dangerous thing for your well-being and the well-being of your teammates. You know, especially if you got the, you know, the weird thumb thing where you're trying to take it off with your thumbs too. Use your entire fingers to take them off. There you go. Joey Otani has the best odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook at plus 125. Two-way player, throwing great, hitting great. How sustainable is this for Otani this year? Health is going to be the key. I mean, Otani has proven to be the real deal on both sides of the ball. Offense, pitching. Uh, the question is, will his arm hold up and will he stay healthy? The Angels are being very careful with him. Um, in terms of his pitch and workload. But when he's out there, he's been great. And, you know, how much fun is it to see a guy start a game and then move to right field? We do, you know, it's not something we've seen for 100-something years. So um, the fact that Mike Trout is out six to eight weeks is not good news for the Angels, but it might be good news for Otani's MVP chances because, uh, you know, Trout is always a prohibitive favorite in that, uh, in that category. But Otani is the most captivating player in the game right now. Um, it, it's hard to look away when he's on your TV. The Sports Grid Network. 
The Pat McAfee Show. I believe you said, not correct me if I'm wrong, you have never seen Star Wars or just have bothered not to watch it. You seem to be a, a man of culture and substance. You have Thor's hammer on your desk. Why have you not seen hey, the greatest film hey, saga of all time? Come on, man. You got to put a lightsaber on the desk, dude. All right. Hey, hey Dev. Uh, listen, I'll get a lightsaber. Wrench. The Sports Grid Network. Game time decisions. And Julio didn't do this deliberately. Like, the Falcons aren't mad at Julio. Like, what did you do? They're like, no. He got played by Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. And this isn't right. You're a rights holder and you're doing this to us. Right? Like, they're not happy. It's like a Bush League move, isn't it? I mean, he's a former player. He calls him live on air, doesn't give him the heads up, and it's like he's a high schooler. Like, who's he trying to show off to, Skip? The Sports Grid Network. Sports professor Rick Haro inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports. With the EPL and valuations, Sportico comes out with a new list. Manchester United, top of the list, about 3.4 billion publicly traded. But if the Glazers wanted to sell, they say they could fetch nearly $5 billion. Look at the next group. Manchester City, $4 billion. Liverpool, about $4.14 billion. Man U, Chelsea, $3.35 billion. Those six clubs are at one entirely different level. The other 14 combined, $3.7 billion. Man U relegated a while ago for just a year. But all of those other 14 clubs go back and forth in relegation. They clearly don't have the dollars to compete with the big six, so it continues to get worse. It's a have and have not cycle in the EPL. Sports professor Riccardo, Daily Numbers. Welcome back into Diamondback. During the commercial break, our producers and I, all of us, were talking about a sports grid fight club. Our producer, Chris Kofsky, is a young man. He's quite ornery, and he's going down the list of all the people that work here at sports grid, and he'd like to fight. So I think that's something that we might arrange, Joe Pizzapia, maybe sell some tickets, give it to charity. That's yeah. a great matchup, but there are some baseball matchups in this week ahead that I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on. Well, I'd love to hear the FanDuel odds on Kofsky versus anybody. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear those odds. I want to see what they are. Take my money. I'm all in. Let's go. I want to, I want to bet on these uh, the Sports Grid Fight Club. That, you know what? You, me, EY, this could be a very interesting club. I'm just saying. It's We're the commentators. Here that have a, We're the commentators. A little bit of I, I – I think that's definitely true. I think the guys who probably maybe are the most dangerous should definitely sit back and watch and just be the commentators <laughs> here on that. But I'm all for letting this go. I think it's a great idea. Raise some money for charity, like you said, get some people wagering on it. But let's talk about the Major League Baseball matchups ahead of us. You're right. Let's let's move our focus away from the Sports Grid Fight Club because <laughs> it does have a ring to it, I am just going to say. All right, let's talk about the Dodgers hosting the St. Louis Cardinals this week. And, again, important because you're getting Bellinger back. You're getting Mookie back in the lineup on Sunday. And for Jack Flaherty coming off a lesser Jack Flaherty start, which – God knows he was due for one. The guy's been perfect all year. But some good matchups, too, because you're going to have Trevor Bauer and Jack Flaherty in that first one. That's going to be must-see television. Then you got Gant and David Price. And now David Price has found his way back into this rotation. How long that lasts, I don't know. Tony Gonsolin, I think, is that guy long-term that I think has the the better chance. But we shall see. You know, If David Price continues to be good, perhaps he does keep that. And then there's Carlos Martinez and Walker Bueller in that third game. And I've kind of got my eye on that one because Carlos Martinez has pitched better of late, and he was not good. In fact, the beginning of the year in April, I think a lot of us are looking around. Maybe Carlos Martinez is not going to hold his spots around here, and it makes for a really underdog play because the St. Louis Cardinals are on the road. They're going against Walker Bueller, who's been a, a very good pitcher, also a high-profile pitcher. You would imagine the Cardinals are going to probably be – underdogs in that game and i think they've got a puncher's chance in that one specifically in game three game two i think all bets are off maybe if anything you look for the over in that game but what are your thoughts about this series because this is a big matchup that we might see again in the playoffs at some point 
Yeah, this is going to be a huge test for the St. Louis Cardinals. This is really going to show them where they stand in the National League. And, uh, yeah, you made some great points about each game. Uh, The point about Flaherty and Bauer, though, I'm going to be looking at the run total. I really want to see what the book puts out for that. And then as far as the third game, Martinez and Bueller, really looking to see. Because, look, the Dodgers haven't been a underdog in who knows how long. I'm really interested to see where these numbers lie. And I just got a text that Sarah Blattner, our audio tech, says she wants to be in Fight Club as well. Quote, I can kick Kofsky's. Well, I can't say it on the air, but there you go. Uh, by the way, this just in also, uh, the FanDuel odds on that fight is uh, Sarah at minus 800. So uh, not a good wager, but certainly the favorite in that one. She's tough. Let me tell you, I don't know if I don't know if you or I would want to get in a fight with her for sure. She is tough. Yeah. She's got that right hand too. You got to watch out for that one. Uh, but let's move on to the next series here, and it's good old Yankees-Red Sox. And yeah. I remember when this would stop the world, or at least the tri-state well, area pretty much. This was something that would really just – everything would stop for Yankees-Red Sox. I don't feel like it's got that same juice, but maybe this year we're starting to get that juice back a little bit with the Red Sox starting to look good again and the Yankees kind of scratching and clawing. I think this one might actually be a fun one that maybe could surprise you in terms of – the heat, especially when you're getting more and more people at the ballpark now, which is also very cool. Uh, you're looking at some of these pitching matchups too. Domingo Herman's been very good, and he's going to go against Eduardo Rodriguez, who has struggled in his last couple starts, but they were both against the Blue Jays, so I kind of want to give him a pass. Maybe the Blue Jays just have his number. Maybe he was tipping pitches because before that, the dude was undefeated. Then all of a sudden, he faced Toronto twice, and all of a sudden, the ERA went up. Uh, Garrett Richards against Jameson Tyon, and then you got Jordan Montgomery against Nick Pavetta. Now, Pavetta's pitched... Uh, much better than I think anybody could have imagined. A couple years ago for the Phillies, Nick Pavetta was a pitcher that people thought was really going to break out. It did not happen. In fact, he did break out his suitcase, and he went back to AAA. Now, eventually he did come back up with the Phillies, and now he's been moved on to the Boston Red Sox. But the Red Sox have seemed to get in the best out of guys like him, guys like Eovaldi, uh, Garrett Richards. So this is a fascinating matchup because the Yankees continue to struggle to put runs on the board. The Yankees have been struggling with injuries as well. So Yankees, Red Sox, sometimes you can sit back, sometimes you want to get involved. I'm going to ask you, looking at these matchups just here, do you want to get involved in this game on FanDuel this week? Do you think there's some fun wagers that might be up there, whether it be over-under, usual player props you got out there? Because these games are in Yankee Stadium after all as well. Right. So I like Yankees to take two out of three, them on the money line versus the run line, just because it's still... I'm sure the money is going to be far more than the run line, and I get it. And I also know that home teams on the run line are always going to lean. But, like, here's what's interesting, though. Try to see how the book gives you the total base prop on guys like Judge, LeMahieu, or Shella. If it's one and a half bases, all right, let's just use that. But you have Judge at, like, say, plus 135, and you're at plus 115, maybe plus 120. Go with Judge every time because of the fact that who has the bat that can achieve the event with one swing out of those three players I named? It's clearly Aaron Judge. So he's been hot for this team. Continue to ride him. Look at those player props because that's how at least I've been making money on the Yankees. The money lines and the run lines aren't really paying out, but those player props, that's where you're making your cash. Some really good advice there for Matt for this series because it's going to have a lot of attention and there's going to be a lot of wagering. And pay close attention to where those wagers come in because you can see some of those lines move potentially too. Some great in-game live stuff too. And by the way, if you're into that sort of thing, we've got a show every night on Sports Grid in-game live that takes you through all those in-game wagers and those changes that happen. And it is really fun to watch and fun to live wager and live bet. Let's talk about this last series here where the Mets are going to go out west to San Diego. Uh, which is uh, actually, I think, uh, German for uh, Fernando Tatis is good in baseball. See what I did there? I walked you down (laughs) the road and then I I took a left turn. It's all right. I don't read everything that's in front of me, just 90% (laughs) of it. Let's go to the Mets here. We got Jacob deGrom, Peterson, and Stroman, the pitchers in these three games for them. Then you got Hugh Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove. Now, look, with the way the Mets don't score runs for Jacob deGrom, this has potential sweep here for the Padres. I, I really do. And this is, I, and I'm going to put this out there. Mets, Mets, you know, are traveling, you know, going on that West coast road trip. You know, you, you got to ground back. That's great, but they're still missing Conforto They're You know, Lindor starting to hit a little, that's good. But 
look, the Mets right now are, like I said, replacement level players. They're getting all these bench players and they're getting some productivity from some of these guys. I don't want to take anything away from them, but you have to know that they're bench players for a reason at this point in their career. So I think that that being said, this is an opportunity where the pitching, if they can beat DeGrom in game one, and we all know they don't like to score runs for Jacob DeGrom and you Darvish certainly is not going to give up many himself. My goodness, this could be a sweep for the Padres and a huge series for them. Do you see the upstart Mets maybe making any progress here? You seem surprised by my sweep take. Uh, Matt, why are you surprised by that? It wasn't surprise more so than almost like, oof, harsh truth. Because if the Mets Mm -hmm. go into San Diego and get swept, the caveat will be, well, we didn't have our full team and that's all well and good. But same thing I talked about with the Yankees Red Sox, the same thing I'm going to talk about here. I'm diving deeper into the micro as opposed to the macro, and I'm looking at player props. There's a chance DeGrom does not hit his K prop, whatever it's going to be in this first game. There is a chance that Blake Snell could eclipse his innings pitched. Remember, he's been held back. I don't think he's gone more than six in any of his starts. Peterson has some K ability as well, so I'd be keeping an eye on what they ca- that K prop is. If it's four and a half, I'm all over that. Yeah, I think if it's four and a half, you should be all over that. It makes a lot of sense there. Uh, but look, certainly no shortage of exciting Major League Baseball games to come this oh, week no. at you. Make sure you're watching them all with us here. Like I said, on in-game live on Sports Grid. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk a little FanDuel on the DFS side. That's right, a little daily fantasy stuff for you on FanDuel. Been really good here with these trends, and we're going to try to give you a couple more players you can take advantage of this coming week right here on Sports Grid. Julio says, Scotty, no more Atlanta for me. I am out of here. I hear that they want a first rounder for him. Like, are you kidding me? Like one first rounder? How about two first rounders and two second rounders and a player? I mean, honestly, you're telling me that the best receiver in the NFL is worth one pick? That's it? Like, what world are we living in here? The Sports Grid Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Hawkinson last season, 67 receptions, 723 yards, and six touchdowns. That doesn't feel like the craziest season ever, but in PPR leagues, he was the fourth highest scoring tight end with those numbers because tight end is not a productive position anymore. It just really ends up being kind of random. I would imagine that Hawkinson maybe gets close to leading this team in receptions and receiving. The Sports Grid Network. The morning after. When can you see, or which states can you see giving it out next for the sports gambling world, at least mobily? If it passes in Florida, it's going to pass everywhere. Look at the numbers I put in my report. About $150 million new in general fund money in Pennsylvania. In New Jersey, the handle is bigger than we thought. In all of these states, it's big. Colorado spending all their money for water conservation. There are, listen, when politicians figure out that they've got this more new money to spend you're going to see it in the hands of consumers very quickly you got to take take, you got to take care of the integrity issues you got to take care of the legislative issues the politics but legalities in each state but besides this when when governor cuomo signs in new york it'll just be something quick to happen so it's not a question of if but it's a question of when the sports grid network Pat McAfee Show. Are we getting back on the winning side here, hammered down boys, in like 36 minutes or what? It's a, it's a revolving seat up there, man. If you don't produce, you got to I asked Foxy back. to host today. He said no. Foxy can't host. Foxy's... Why doesn't AJ come on, hammered down, and get some picks? Oh, here we go. I'm nice. not a gambler. Sorry. You gamble by smoking those cigars? Every day with your well life. Said. True. That is very true, Connor. Very deep as well. Yeah. That's what we are. We have range. The Sports Grid Network. The early line. I think Damian Lillard is somebody that you look towards here if you're a props player. I think the Jokic assist number at the minimum is one to watch. Or it is six and a half for this game here. Portland made the point, we want Jokic to score. Open season, go ahead. All you. 
we don't want you getting everybody else involved. We don't want the rhythm to be there for the other guys because you're going to get yours regardless. Weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Sports Grid Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome back into Diamond Bets, Matt Stryker and Joe Pizzapia. If you're just joining us, quick reminder, each and every Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time, we come your way across all sports grid platforms as well as on Sirius XM Radio. Joe, there's so many different ways for people to obtain wealth in this day and age. Think of all the alternative revenue streams. One way is wagering on baseball, but another way is playing daily fantasy. And I don't know about you, but I know people in my inner circle absolutely love it. It's a great way to cash. It's a lot of fun. FanDuel is great at giving us the right pricing. Now, Joe, I'm going to let you take this away, but I just want everyone to know that when I look for value, I look for batters under 3K and I look for pitchers under 9K. So what have you got for me? Well, yeah, that, that's the nice thing about FanDuel is that the pricing is very user-friendly. You only have to get the one pitcher and get that right, but it's paramount that you do. And uh, I know last week we talked about Herman and Ian Anderson. I know yesterday's Anderson start was not perfect, but the, certainly the one before was close to it. He was pretty darn good in that other one. So what we've been trying to do here is target guys that are undervalued, guys who are maybe returning from injury on good streaks, maybe that the algorithm in terms of pricing hasn't quite caught up to them yet. And one of those guys that kind of fits that bill is Ty France. Now, Ty France had a monstrous spring, then kind of yeah. came out like gangbusters, slowed down, got hurt. But ever since he's been back, he's been doing nothing but getting hits. But the thing is, the price hasn't caught up. And he plays for Seattle. And, and typically, you know, those guys in Seattle are a little bit of a discount anyway. Uh, Ty France is just 2.1K, somewhere in that range. That's what I like to call a free square. That kind of a guy lets you go up to get the Scherzers or the Flaherty's or the DeGroms or Coles into your lineup because you're going to need some budget relief in order to make a pitcher like that work, even in a cash game. So Ty France is the kind of hitter with a good matchup that you like. And I tell you what, got position eligibility too. You can play him at different spots or you can throw him in the utility spot too to kind of open up that salary budget. So for a guy who's hitting the cover off the ball right now since he's come back from injury, a guy that's got some pop, I think Ty France is the perfect kind of lineup builder, as I like to call them, where you could save some money, but also make some money with them as well. Now, another guy, too, sometimes that falls under these categories are players that are very good that sometimes, you know, for whatever reason, their stats in the batting order, name recognition out there in the general public, don't get enough, I would say, respect. And I think one of them not getting enough respect is Kyle Tucker. A couple of times this past week, he's been at 28 now, this is a player capable of having an enormous return on that kind of investment. Kyle Tucker is a good young hitter. He is a hitter with power. He is a guy that can steal some bases. He's a guy that can get you a lot of points in a lot of different ways. And we talked last couple of weeks about this Astros lineup and how good it can be at times. And, you know, Altuve just coming off of that 17-game hit streak. Uh, we know how good Bregman of a hitter is. We know how good Kyle Tucker can be. Alvarez, when he's right, unfortunately, dealing with another injury. But I think Kyle Tucker is one of these players, too, that kind of gets lost in the shuffle when it comes to the Astros. And unfortunately, the price doesn't really you know, compensate for that. And that is opportunity for you as an investor. So these are two bats that I've got my eye on this week. I had some investments in this past week, and you like the way they've returned those investments. So I'll put it to you, Matt. I don't know if there's some guys for you that have stuck out that mm -hmm. you feel like, well, these have been really good values lately, or if you want to talk about these two guys, because I think this is how you win, where you find – Good returns on investment, good matchups, good ballpark factor, good spot in the order. And if you can find them all at the right price, then all of a sudden that becomes a good investment. And then even then, it's hard because baseball is a game with 70 plus percent failure built into it. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, you're a thousand percent correct on that last note that you made. But right now, I don't care where you are in the country, in the world, I want to speak to you in your language. So, dude, bro, buddy, homie pal, my guy, my man, son, cousin, whatever you say to your friends, dude, Kyle Tucker priced under 3000. How are you not rostering him every single time? Next week, we're going to come on this show. I would love our producers to pull up Kyle Tucker's average price on FanDuel because there's no way he's staying under 3k, dude. 
<laughs> or girlfriend or whatever you want to call. And, yeah, I, and I think whatever. that's what you're, the reason is you look at the overall stats for Kyle Tuck. He's sitting 230 with a 304 OBP. Uh, okay, you know, you kind of get that. The OPS is under 800. But that was basically, it's been better since then. He's still got 10 home runs and five steals. He's still got 28 runs driven in. He still <laughs> scored 33 runs. The dude is, I mean, baseball is about scoring runs last time I checked, Matt. And if yes. you're scoring 33 <laughs> runs in 51 games, you know, I, I, I'm not great at math, but, you know, let's see, 151 you know, games times like three or so. Yeah, that's going to be like 90 runs scored, okay? That's at least 90 runs scored. This is a very good player. Take the discount, like Matt's saying, while you can get it because it ain't going to last much longer. Let's talk about some pitchers, too, because this is very important. We got a pitcher on the Astros sticking with the theme here. The dude was a quality start machine in 2020. I love this guy. Framber was the color of my energy all season last year. And he is back, finally, after breaking his pinky. He is finally back. And guess what? He's a quality start machine again. And he's cheap. There's 8.5K. That's the price, basically, you're going to get Framber Valdez in. And he's going to have some strikeouts. He's going to have good win equity because he's going to get you into the sixth inning. And I'm telling you right now, this wasn't a shoulder issue. This wasn't an elbow issue. It was a pinky, okay? It's a pinky. He's fine. He's physically healthy. Everything is sound mechanically. There's nothing to worry about where you're like, oh, no, no, can he go because of the shoulder? When's it going to creep up? No, 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 no. It's a pinky. It's not like all of a sudden he's going to say, oh, you know what? This pinky's really bothering me. I'm going to have to ask out of this game. It's not going to be the case. So go right back into Framber Valdez because I'm telling you what's going to happen is people are always very sketchy with guys returning from injury. But they forget sometimes what the injury is. And they're just afraid because they're afraid. And that's a stupid, stupid thing to do. Don't be stupid. Don't do that. Get involved with Framber Valdez. That's what you want to go at that price. You can play him in cash games and pay up for a bunch of hitting. You can play him in tournaments and pay up for a bunch of hitting and do very well, I think, with Framber for the next few weeks. And another pitcher here to discuss also is Rich Hill. Now, I know Rich Hill is older than us. And that's old because he's still playing Major <laughs> League Baseball. <clears throat> but Rich Hill. We got to give some love to Rich Hill, Matt, because yeah. he is still under 9K. And the dude's like having like 13 strikeout performances. Uh, I don't know what happens or I don't know how Rich Hill has been able to have this incredibly odd career where when he came up with the Cubs, he looked like he was going to be a perennial all-star. And then at some point he worked his way out of Major League Baseball. Right? <laughs> like he's, He was in the Independent League, finds his way back in as a reliever, then goes on to have some really successful yet short seasons for the Dodgers where he's only throwing like 130 innings. But I don't know how long it's going to last. And this is the beautiful part about DFS. It's just got to last for one game. That's all you need. That's right. You look at him right now, 52 innings, 58 strikeouts. That's where he's at right now. Just 17 walks. The guy's got a 3-6 ERA in the American League East. That is not easy to do. You know how many hits Rich Hill's given up so far this year? 36. Just 36 wow. in 52 innings pitched. This guy is money, and I and I get it. The Rays offensively can be challenged at times. Hopefully someday soon they'll bring up Vidal Bujan and bring up Wander Franco because those guys are crushing it. But at the same time, I think we got to pause and recognize and give a little love to the old man here, Rich Hill. He is <laughs> over the hill, but he is the rich that I want on the hill, and I'm done making metaphors about hills. I want Matt to talk about how good Rich Hill's been because I'm done. Oh, listen, uh, gray hair and wrinkles are a sign of a life well-lived. Do not discount Rich Hill just based on his age. That's ageism, and that is not what we do here. Rich Hill right now is performing, and he's performing under $9,000. That's all you need to know. With regards to Framber Valdez and, to a lesser extent, Rich Hill, you know, serotonin is the chemical that collects sound in our brain, and right now my brain is filled with it. Because all I hear in one ear is, ah, like a blister in the sun, when I think of Rich Hill. And then you mentioned Framber and the pinky, and I think of pinky in the brain, when it was pinky that asked brain, what do you want to do today, brain? And brain said, the same thing we do every day, try to take over the world. Ha ha, sideshow. That That's what we're trying it's to do so here on FanDuel, right? And it's priced right. If you can find these correct prices, you can, air quotes, take over the world because Joe talks about it all the time. Roster percentage really matters depending on the game in which you play. But again, less than 3,000 on hitters, less than 9K on, on pitchers. This is the way to go. This is why we do this segment each and every week, Joe. All right. You, I dug while you were talking about Pinky in the Brain, which by the way, all-time great show. Does not get enough credit hilarious genius great satire they should bring it back you know of all the all the things we bring back 
Can we bring back something really good like Pinky and the Brain and update it for now? Because they could totally still do this. I mean, why not? They're still alive. They're genetically enhanced lab mice after all, right? Here you go. Last 28 days of Rich Hill. You ready for this? Five starts in the last month or so for him. 0.91 ERA. 29 innings pitched, 34 strikeouts, 10 walks, just 14 hits. Uh, He's got a whip of 0.81. Now, I don't know about you. Everyone's talking about, you know, Tyra Glassnow deserves all the, the, you know, all the praise in that rotation. But Tyra Glassnow is a 11, 8K pitcher, right? He is around $12,000 if you want to get involved with him. Rich Hill is about nine. And people say, well, I don't know if Rich Hill's going to go long. Who cares? If he goes five, six days, he's going to give you, you know, seven or eight strikeouts at least. He's on a great run. We don't know when it's going to last. He has a history of injury. That's all fine and dandy. It's one day, one night. Take the matchup, run and get out of there. And I love this. I love when the old guys still get the job done. Maybe Jamie Moyer can come back and pitch. Who Who's your favorite old <laughs> fart pitcher? Mine was Nolan Ryan. I always loved Nolan Ryan because he was he's 112 years old and he was still throwing shutouts and beating up guys who were 24 years old. And he pitched with a torn UCL and said, no, nah, I just let it scar over on the off season. I'll come back. Don't do surgery. True story. Uh, oh, Nolan Ryan's my favorite old fart. You have a, is it Julio Franco? Who's your favorite guy? Come on. Everyone has a favorite old baseball well, player. Here's the thing. I, I don't have the audacity to call Nolan Ryan an old F-A-R-T. It's one of my favorite I will. pitchers. But when I think of the, the, the older kind of guys, I liked Charlie Huff. Always reminded me of my ah, uncle. Walter. Charlie Huff. Definitely. Yeah. Charlie Huff probably was your uncle Walter. Uh, he might Charlie, Charlie, you, you, yeah, that kind of quality about him. All right, we come back. More important questions. Our young person, Chris Kosky. But in terms of the Lakers, it's interesting because they're obviously still up there to win the NBA title, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But they're both teams are at minus money, the Lakers and the Suns, to win the series, which is obviously quite interesting to me, given that they have so much faith that they could still win it all. It's very tight. I would say it is the series that saw the smallest move after the opening game, which is interesting. Again, I don't know if I've ever... I'm trying to like remember. It was almost as if the book was like, yeah, the Suns are going to win the first game. We know that. And now we think the Lakers are going to handle business. Like, mm-hmm. nothing about the first game seemed to surprise them. I know it didn't surprise you, Aaron. You felt like Phoenix was going to be able to get game number one. The Lakers dropped, but not massively. I think ultimately they were about a minus 170 number. Weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Sports Grid Network. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Russell Westbrook got hurt in the game. He was going to the locker room, and a fan dumps popcorn on Westbrook as he was leaving the uh, floor. Can't you just go to the game and have a great time and scream and yell and cheer and drink beer and not be an asshat? Like, what kind of moron thinks he's going to spit on or throw something on a player and not have, like, really bad ramifications from The Sports Grid Network. The morning after. You're talking about a fan base here, which was in the streets after they got back to 500 in like the month of February. <laughs> you have to understand, Knicks fans, we know this team is like not good on paper. The Knicks won games during the regular season because they showed up every night and treated like every possession was their last. Like it was the final of a tie game in game seven. And a lot of other teams just don't do that. The Sports Grid Network. In game live. I'm looking at his points plus rebounds prop right now, and that is 34 and a half. 
I, I think 25 and 10 sounds reasonable. His points prop on its own is 25 and a half. So that's that's really okay. what you're going to need to be looking at, right? Getting in that 26, 27 range, yeah. hopefully hopefully the rebounds. You don't necessarily need a double-double, but that's the type of game he's going to need. Catch the program every single day on the Sports Grid Network. Welcome back to John Rivet, Matt Stryker, and Joe Pizzapia with you here. And during the commercial break, I had some fun talking some AEW wrestling with Sarah. So I think that's fun. And Joe, I know you're a big wrestling guy. We were talking about the Fight Club here. I'll tell you this. I will give Chris Kosky five minutes in a professional wrestling ring with me. What are the mm-hmm. odds that Chris walks out on his own? Mm. Uh, let's see. I'm checking FanDuel right now. The odds Chris walks out are um, zero. Zero. Uh, they're, not the board. Board. <laughs> they're not even on the board. They're not even on the board. It's actually right. not even on the board. What they're going to do now, they'll carry him out. That's a very, that's a high one. That's, it's like that, a that's minus, a much higher number. It's a minus uh, 780, I see right here. Yeah, for that. We're only kidding. We love Chris Kofsky, and we love the fact that each and every week he populates a list of five questions for Joe Pizzapia. So those of you that are just tuning in, Chris is our resident young person. He has his finger on the pulse of everything that's cool. He listens to Justin Bieber. He wears K-pop t-shirts. He even got a new K-pop haircut. And if we can get a picture, we'll throw that up as well. But for those of you just listening on radio, just picture a guy with a big burly beard and then the comb over, just swoop to the side in different colors. That's Chris Kofsky. These are the questions Jelly. from that mind. The first one for you, Joseph, is has Noah Syndergaard pitched his last inning as a New York Met? Mm, I thought Chris was going to ask these. What happened? Now we're back to you asking them? This is very disappointing. I want Chris to Chris. ask this. Yeah, right. Matt. Question yeah, two. Um, we'll hey, here I am. I'm, I was waiting oh, there he is. to do the job yeah. you asked me to do as producer to read these questions. And then you just asked the questions yourself. So I guess there's no need for me here. No, 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 no. There no. Is a there's need a plenty need for you. Good. No, is, we right. ask the question. We're going to so reset because I want Chris to ask the depressing yes. Mets question because I think it means more coming from him. He's asking for reassurance. And I can tell you right now, I'm going to give him no quarter. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Ask the question. All right. First question. Has Noah Syndergaard pitched his last innings as a New York Met? This is a very depressing question, Chris. Very depressing. Uh, I'm going to say, no, he hasn't pitched his last innings as a Met, but uh, I don't think he is going to be a long-term investment for the Mets. I think the Noah Syndergaard experiment, if you will, is unfortunately going to go by the wayside. And this breaks my heart because if there's one dude that gets it that I just love, just his Twitter account is hilarious. He's got a feud with Mr. Met, who has a feud with a mascot of his own team, only Noah Syndergaard. (laughs) He is amazing. I love this guy. He is perfectly built for New York, but you got to pitch. And unfortunately, he has not been able to take that mound consistently. And at the end of the day, unless he's going to take a hometown discount and come back, I don't know. I think his days are numbered. I think he will get back this year. It's going to be later than anybody wants. If he has a great postseason and they get into the postseason, maybe that changes the tune. But for right now, I think they're going to let him walk. And it's going to be sad. It's going to be very sad. And I don't even want to talk about it. making me so depressed. So, Matt, you answer this question. What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, listen, man, uh, I would like to see Syndergaard back as a Met. I'm sure a lot of Met fans would as well. But, yeah, it's just, I think the health is the issue here. So if he doesn't step on the mound for them this season, who knows which jersey he's going to be wearing next. Chris Kofsky, take it away. Question number two. Yeah, that, that was a depressing question because I, I agree. I don't think Noah Syndergaard, I don't think he's going to pitch anymore for the Mets. So sad, sad times. All right, second question. Which team in the league is not getting enough attention? Mm, that's a good one. Now, what team in the league is not getting enough? Well, we've given a lot of attention, I think, to the Giants, uh, rightfully so, because they've earned it. I'm going to say it's the Cubs. I mean, I didn't even realize when I looked up at what their record was in the month of May. They're eight. And two in their last 10 games, they're seven games over 500. They're in second place in the Central. 
I think it's the Cubs, and it's kind of astounding when you think about it because I think the Cubs pitching after Kyle Hendricks, I think we all kind of look at each other and go, well, who's the guy taking them out next night? Uh, Craig Kimbrell with his weird Amish beard has pitched exceedingly well. I don't know why he's got the beard that doesn't connect. It makes me – it's very unsettling. Anybody who's got a beard, don't worry, Matt. No, none of the Amish people are watching or listening right now. They're not allowed to. It's okay. But I don't – I find it very unsettling, the beard with no mustache. It's not a look I approve of. I don't like when you do it. I don't like when Kofsky does it. I will never do it. But, yeah, I'm going to say the Cubs. Who do you think is not getting enough love right now in Major League Baseball for you? Well, I, I want to say that it's the Oakland Athletics, and people will say to me, but why? And, and here's the reason. Everyone's paying attention to the Angels and the Astros in that division. And, meanwhile, Oakland is consistent. I think at the end of the day, Cream is going to rise to the top. Speaking of Cream, Chris Kofsky, take it away. All right, guys, next question. Which top prospect out of these two is likely to make their MLB debut first? Wander Franco, that's Joe's boy right there. He loves himself, Wander Franco. Or Bobby Witt Jr., I know Sarah, big Bobby Witt Jr. fan. Which one of these top prospects make their debut first? Well, I don't want to upset Sarah, but Bobby Witt still, you know, in double A. And as good as Bobby Witt is, he could probably make that jump. He is a phenomenal player, but I think they're going to hold off. Plus, Mondesi just came back. He's the shortstop right now. So I don't think it's going to be him. And instead, it's going to be my boy, Wonderful. It's marvelous. Wander Franco, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to tip your waitress because that dude right now is absolutely raking at triple a for the Rays. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Bring him up. Look at the rest of this offense. It's terrible. Bring up Wander Franco, please. He's getting home runs of the opposite field. Just irritate me every single day. Wander Franco does something good in AAA, and it's wasted. It's wasted for the Rays, and I feel bad for Jason Collette and all of our friends who are Rays fans. I don't understand it. So, Matt, <laughs> what about for you? Is it Wander or is it Bobby Witt? And would you like to sing a song about either one? Well, for those that are listening on radio, uh, Joe Pizzapia just picked up a microphone and started singing. So uh, I will keep it musical as well, but I'll save your ears. All who wander are not lost. A tip of the cap to all my Grateful Dead fans out there. Yeah, man, it's going to be Wander Franco, even though I am more excited to see Bobby Witt Jr. just because of what he can do from a wagering perspective. But Wander Franco is definitely the guy that I think is uh, next in line to make it before Bobby Witt. Uh, Chris, I wonder if maybe we have a producer rookie or prospect that we could bring in and maybe, I don't know, jettison you off somewhere i'm not sure. yeah well <laughs> so actually yeah, I, i've been trading john so he is you know basically can, the can john ask forward. the next two questions then yeah. do i have no, the no, he's, he's, he's no. a little tied up Darn right it. now but yeah uh, you know, all right maybe Darn put the pencil in for next week all right next question question four i'm pretty sure joe alluded to this before is it time to invest in fernando tatis jr for the nl mvp you guys buying in on him well, this is very interesting because, you know, Wander Franco has, I mean, excuse me, Wander, I can't get him out of my mind. Fernando Tetis Jr. <laughs> started off the year, I want to say at like plus 750, right? And if you look, now he's at plus 400. Acuna is ahead of him. That's the only guy ahead of him at 310 on FanDuel. Now, in terms of investment, I think this is the time. I, I said a couple weeks ago, this is the time to get in on Otani. For better or worse, time to start dropping some chips there, as Matt likes to say. And I feel very good about the chips that I've dropped on Shohei Otani. I think the Trout injury only helps him. With Tatis, I think this narrative of how good he's been with this injury is a really good narrative that's going to build in the media. He is so fun to watch. Once again, this is a media award. This is not just a who's the best player in baseball, the best stats. No, no, no. You need a good story. The Padres are a good story. The guy overcoming the injury, the guy going on the COVID list. I mean, this dude's had a lot to overcome, and we are only basically kicking around to June 1st almost here, and he's at plus 400. I don't know if you're going to see the 4-1 to one again. I think this is the time if you like Tatis to get in. What do you think? So just the way the question is worded is curious. Is it time to invest? Where have people been? Of course, it's always been time to invest. And I know a lot of people had chips on them before the season started. And then with the injury, people went, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what do I do? And they slid everything over to guys like Acuna and Soto and DeGrom even. But yeah, a thousand percent, you have to consider Tatis in the NL MVP conversation. Chris, final question. Yes, the last and final question. Question five. I'm interested to see you guys answer to this one. Last week, I asked you guys who the most overrated player is. This week, I want to know 
the most underrated player currently in baseball. Who do you guys think that is? <laughs> well, the most underrated pitcher we've already figured out, it's Rich Hill. I mean, come on. Old man Rich Hill's got to be the guy. <laughs> but this is this is a good one. Underrated is is a good one. I'm the the guy that's going to come to mind first right now who isn't being discussed at all <laughs> in the, I think the MVP discussion. This player's hitting 349 with a 406 OBP, a 640 slugging. He's got 13 home runs, 29 RBI, and 36 runs scored. You want to take a guess, Matty Stryker, who this player might be that I just named? Which league is he in? He's in the National League, and I'll tell you, he's in the National League Central, hitting 349 on the year. Right. He's behind you his know one what? other I'm guy. I'm going to take a shot here because I bet you it's the mm-hmm. same player that I said. Is the guy that leads the league in hits? Is that Adam Fraser? Uh, no, it is not. It's actually oh. Jesse Winker. Jesse Winker okay. is the guy that I'm throwing at. And you know he's underrated when we can't just rattle him off right off the bat with the stats. I think when you when you look up at some of these categories and you see where this guy is in terms of home runs, batting average, OPS, I mean, he's got the third highest OPS in the league. He's at 1,046. The only guys ahead of Jesse Winker in OPS are his teammate Nick Castellanos, who's also been pretty darn good, you could put in that category, and Vlad Guerrero Jr., who nobody could stop talking about, and he's been on a home run tear for the last week or so. So it's the usual suspects on these big time lists and OPS. And I think OPS is that kind of that, that really good judge of this. And you see the Devers and judge and JD Martinez and Vlad Guerrero and Ronald Acuna. And then there's Jesse Winker who had a really good first month to last season, then kind of petered out. He's had a really good start to this year. I hope it doesn't run in that same direction where all of a sudden you start to go, Oh no, he's coming back down to earth. There's going to be regression. He's not going to hit 350. But can he finish at 315? Can he finish with 30-plus bombs? If he does, I think people are going to really start to change their tune about Jesse Winker. So I'm going to put Winker in that and maybe even Austin Riley starting to scratch the surface because guess what? He is now top 10 in Major League Baseball OPS as well. Don't look now. He's at 955, and I didn't even realize that as we're talking this out. So, Matt, who Hmm. kind of pops in your mind, hitter or pitcher, that maybe is the most underrated guy right now? So remember, this show is called Diamond Bets. It's about wagering on baseball. I kind of buried the lead, but I'll bring it here as Adam Frazier. And here's why. No one is looking at the Pirates at all for anything, and that's great. Try to look at his player props and see. Adam Frazier has a really nice knack for getting on base. And when I talk about getting on base, another guy that comes to mind here, who I think leads his team in walks as well as on base percentage, Robbie Grossman. From the Detroit Tigers. There's a theme here, okay? The public is always going to go Dodgers, Yankees, Padres. That's great. Let everyone go to that pool. I like a pool where I'm in it all by myself. It can be nice and warm around me, if you know what I mean. Guys like Adam Fraser, Robbie Grossman, no public money is on them. So that's why I think they're underrated. And last but not least, Joe, you know what else is underrated? Workplace relationships. Full transparency, Mm. Chris Coffey has had a crush on Sarah, our tech, for so long. (laughs) Chris, now is the time in front of the world. You can ask Sarah out on a date right here on Diamond Bets. You going to do it? Oh, oh, oh they're just telling us we got to go to commercial. Oh, that's why I just heard oh. it's going to. But, uh, you oh. know, before we do go to commercial, a pitch or two, actually two pitchers you could throw in the underrated that maybe people don't realize just how good. We talk about Kevin Gossman being good. He is 5-0 and this year in 10 starts with a 1-5-3 ERA, 76 strikeouts, 16 walks, and 64 innings. And then there's Taiwan Walker, who in nine starts has a 1.84 ERA. He's been a revelation for the Mets without Syndergaard, without Carrasco. Taiwan Walker has been getting the job done. That was a low-key, one of the better signings in baseball all offseason. So we're going to close things out here strong. We're going to call the bullpen and give you three outs because that's what we do. Don't go anywhere. More Diamond Bets right here on Sports. Whenever you guys didn't go perfect against the Giants, it was like devastating for everybody and still something you talk about to this day? Still still hurts. I was with Tom. We actually did the Derby trip uh, a couple weeks ago and it was different, but yeah, some, a couple of guys he brought brought that up and you could just you could see the smoke coming out of his ears. So. <laughs> oh, so they're going to go undefeated next year. Told you. 
I, I mean, I told you. <laughs> the Sports Grid Network. The early line. The heater plus one. So it's basically a pick them at this point. Both teams at minus money on the money line and total at 227. So it's going to be interesting to see if Miami can hold that home court advantage and see if they can use that. Yeah, We know there's going to be that home court flip, mm-hmm. right? And it's, you know, let's just say home court advantage is worth two and a half points. Then going from Milwaukee to Miami is probably a five point move. Weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Sports Grid Network. Fantasy Sports Today. I think he's phenomenally talented. I think that he probably is going to end up having the best career of the running backs from last year. I I think he'll probably even end up being a little bit better than Jonathan Taylor because he's a better pass catcher. Jamal Williams is going to be a big thorn in his side the same way that Jamal Williams was a big thorn in the side of Aaron Jones. I think he's going to really frustrate fantasy football owners uh, who select DeAndre Swift. The Sports Grid Network. The morning after. Their fans were unbelievable. When New York sports are good, it's good for everybody. Because either you love them or you hate them. But they're electric. I mean, you saw the Knicks game last night. It's electric. So the Islanders get to enjoy moving on and getting to face the Bruins, which, by the way, if you, I don't even know yet what the series price is going to be in that one, but the Bruins are going to be a heavy fit. The Sports Grid Network. Thanks to SportsGrid viewers for a fun football season, but ProFootballDoc.com rolls on. I've got experience in the NBA as a team position, Major League Baseball, and even the NHL. We'll continue to analyze videos and injuries because sports gambling and sports gaming doesn't stop throughout the year. And we'll be here throughout the offseason giving you the latest in each of the other sports, giving you the same great video analysis, projecting how effective players can be. We salute the brave and courageous women and men serving in the United States military, protecting our freedom. Please take time this Memorial Day weekend to honor the memory and sacrifice of our military veterans and their loving families, and those who have made the ultimate sacrifice in their service to our nation. Welcome back, Andrew Donovan, for closing out our second hour. Quick reminder, we're back here each and every Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time across all sports grid platforms, as well as on Sirius XM. Before we went to break, I was trying to set our producer, Chris, up on a date with our tech, Sarah. Sarah has texted me to say, and I quote, please tell him I'm not interested and thank you. So we can't make a love connection here, Joe, but what we can do is talk about three things to watch for coming up this week in Major League Baseball. So your first thing? (laughs) My first thing is I'd love to see you host a Love Connection reboot. You'd be fantastic oh, at this. I think that, oh, oh boy, again, take my money. All right, here's the first thing I'm looking for. Uh, I have my, my wander lust for Wander Franco knows no bounds. And I can't <laughs> help but wander uh, aimlessly, wondering when Franco is going to come up. But I want to see the Rays bring up these prospects because I got all these puns and they're just sitting around and I need to use them. And if he's not here playing baseball, I can't do it. All I can do is just kind of kick around this rock and complain about it. So Rays, bring up Vidal Brujan, bring up Wander Franco by next week. This is a, it's an ultimatum I'm giving to you. Matt, what are you oh. looking for next week in Major League Baseball? I'm a little upset you didn't go with a Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff reference. Come on now. Uh, All right. I, I'm so, saying, I got to uh, save some. I got a whole season left. Got I got to I gotta stretch. True. God willing. Jeez. Yes. Uh, first and foremost, uh, on a personal note, I just want to send a thank you and tip of the cap to anyone that has ever served and anyone that is ever in a family of someone that serves. And it's not just military, it's service all around the world. Thank you so much for everyone that does these things. It allows us to be on the air, to have the freedom to talk about baseball. So it's not lost on everyone here at SportsGrid, the sacrifices that everyone makes. With that said, speaking of sacrifices, the Baltimore Orioles and the Arizona Diamondbacks are sacrificing wins left and right. 
as a baseball wagerer. I just want to see. I'm going to continue to run these losing trends because that's how you make money. So let them lose. All right, last thing for me is Alec Manoa's second start. First one was great storybook. Now I want to see what the next chapter is. What happens when everything kind of comes down to earth? What are you the second time out? So as Matt said, thank you everybody out there for your service and your sacrifice. On behalf of all of us here at Diamond Bets, have a great Memorial Day. 